0: Alright, Creekcast review. <sighs> These ones fucking suck. Just putting that straight out there. <laughs> like, what am I meant to do with a review of that? Like, there was, n- there's nothing redeeming whatsoever. There's, it's like, it's so it's a second loss of the year, obviously. Um, the first and two, and I'll get into it. I will review a bit. I'm just, I just started off that way because this is the only way I could. How do you start off a review? I will, Bad loss, you know. What do you, what do you, what are you going to say? Um, but um, the, it's the second loss of the year, and both of them had very a lot of similar storylines, and both the West Coast loss was being brought up a lot on Saturday night as the the world imploded on upon itself um, with um, Port Adelaide's social media and everyone. And I was, um, but it's um, yeah. There's a there's, it was it was a disappointing night on Saturday night, wasn't it? Um, I will try to find some some things and whatever else is and blah blah blahs about it um as i do this review um i know that sounds really <laughs> really bad but i just there's a, there's a few things to talk about and kind of balance to be found and uh, and and generally just a just a, a a theme of just let's hope it's an aberration it is the good thing well, i guess the theme of what i'm putting together for this review is that it is just one game it does um yeah the the nature of the loss is um, disappointing, incredibly disappointing, and that we'll go over that because it's it's something that um, the inside fifties thing is something that we've seen um, a few times in the last few years with this side, and it is incredibly frustrating and um, just something that we we seem to just do here and there when um, this in, in with Hingley's Port Adelaide, and that's that's not not knocking Hingley at all. It's just a, just a just just an incredible feat that we seem to be able to win inside fifties um, at times in. Incredibly bad losses. It's um, it's it's kind of mind-boggling, um. But we'll get into that and talk about um, you know, why that might be. And I don't know if I even have an answer, but we'll just talk about it anyway. Um, and yeah, just talk about kind of the, you know, just the the things that we can learn from this, the learnings we can take from it. Um, which you know, you can say, well, we haven't learned from West Coast, but it might be that it's just sometimes it's just not your night. Um, and that really 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 sucks um but i was t- i was doing my like when it's a- especially away games on twitter like i was- often when i'm at the home games i just don't get the chance to do as much tweeting cuz you know you're at the game and you're enjoying it um i'm going to do my like gif reviews um like of just that quarter time half time i will just post a gif of how i'm feeling at the time and um unfortunately with a game like this it's been um somewhat well the big be- the sad gifs um and i was like at one at one point i used the wedding singer gif like when he's like doing the somebody kill me song (laughs) and then i was like listening listening to a bit of it like like working through lyrics in my head and i was like it actually like a lot of the apart from the linda stuff at the start you know like when i think of you linda i hope you fucking choke like you know that stuff is isn't relevant to port but then like that once he gets into the second um verse and then the chorus again like I was just like it actually exactly is how I felt <laughs> after that game I think if you, if you listen to it you, you, I think you might agree I hope you're glad with what you've done to me I lay in bed all day long feeling melancholy you left me here constantly <laughs> So it's not like it was that bad, but <laughs> uh, maybe that was what I was uh, actually the genuine feeling after um 2007 was probably more along the lines at the end of that, but um you know just lying there feeling melancholy after the last night's uh, last night's Saturday night's game, um yeah, there was a lot of melancholy um you know uh it was and that was hit that was hitting at halftime because I think we all knew the result was done at that point uh, unfortunately which I guess is probably the first point of why um. It was such a disappointing night uh, to watch Port Adelaide. It was just, you know, the thing with um, games against uh, what you consider um, equal opposition, as far as the season's trajectory goes, and teams you might face in finals, and teams that are looking uh, for the same that are in those windows of premiership contention that uh, we we all look at in Brisbane. Uh, one of those teams that was talked about at the start of the season. Um, I think there's the the, the four teams that have been talked about this other the season. The only four that were, I think, voted by every single coach or whatever in the preseason. Um, stuff that came out was Geelong, Richmond, Port, and Brisbane. So, you know, we've played two of those teams now. and We've got a one-on-one record against those teams, and um, so but you know, so Brisbane are one of those teams. Um, so what you look for, especially going away, um, you know, it's going to be tough. Um. And, you know, even without Lockie Neal, you know, we're missing um, you know, we were missing Boak from the previous week's side as well, so it's kind of a you know, Brownlow Medal winner and Brownlow the runner up to that Brownlow medal winner, um, both out of their respective sides and their influences. Um so you can kinda of call that a wash and you know, so everyone else is um you know, looking to pick up that slack a little bit. Um and it's just it was Brisbane that did the job better. Um, you know, besides wines, I think had a really good night and there was a few others you know Elah continued his great season as far as just being able to influence um, contests and stuff that otherwise would be um, you know he really really just the percentage wise of, of um, you know um, power in, a, in, a, in any given contest Elah just seems to ch- you know he can his he, freakish athletic ability um in some of those marking contests and just being able to get to and get to a situation and affect the spoil and stuff it continues to be um week on week just um incredible and um he again had a good night um you know Bergman went alright um and there was there was a few others that, but really it wasn't it wasn't a great night for anyone unfortunately and um you know that was that was kind of the story of it, it was just the that con- wasn't there the contest wasn't there and that was a um, very similar probably the the main factor that was very similar to West Coast was it was just we just got beaten around the ball and um, just didn't have enough influence around that and um, you know you wonder if um, it's one of those games that really really needed the influence of, of both Boak and um, you know but butters after his first few weeks you know he the, the, the he's the kind of player that does you know when the when the kind of tide is going against you butters is one of those players that. Um, or early in his career, he's already showing that he's one of those guys that's willing to take the take the mantle and the, sh- the you know shoulder the load a little bit and um and kind of kind of lead the charge. And so when you're missing two guys that have that ability, because Boak is really you know his his ability to um kind of break the contest open a little bit and and try to even it up. And when it's going against you, is um very um, very very good as well. And he's you know and you know just beyond that, it's just leadership around the ball and um you know just missing that kind of influence when it's start, starting to go against you. Cause, um, you know, the thing, the, the old, old, other side of the ball is Brisbane had an incredible night. Um, so when, you know, and that, that, that's just the unfortunate part of it is when you look at Brisbane and West coast, and this is what probably where, I'm, where I'll start trying to find some balance in the result. And what happened is that, um, both Brisbane and West coast had incredible nights on the home decks against us. And we just weren't there for it. Um, West Coast, we picked it up in the second half and got, tried to find some respectability in the scoreline, and Brisbane, we just never never found it. Um, you know, no, there was no quarter that we found it. You know, even late in the last quarter, I thought, oh, we brought it back under under 40 points, and I thought it was, you know, it was looking like it was going to be similar to that West Coast result where we brought some respectability back to the scoreboard late, and then and then Brisbane went on and kicked in a couple more and, and blew it out beyond, um, well, just under 50 in the end, um, which is probably... Um again better than what it could have looked like at one point. But still um a stark re- uh, reminder of just how out of the contest we were. Um I guess the thing is early in the early in the it felt early in the game that we were um, gonna hang around a little bit more with them. Um it was very tight in the probably the first half of the quarter and there's um you know, the Hamish Hartlett and Brain Fade and um a few missed opportunities but and you know whether whether converting that one, if we if we hadn't had the reversal, would have um, you know, it was soft as well. Um, whether that would have changed anything, I, you know, sliding doors in footies is always a, a fun thing to do, and um, sometimes it's a futile thing to do too because you don't you're not you're not ever going to know. But um, you know, if you look at the rest of the game as as a as an example. I can't imagine that it does change much. Brisbane were there and ready to go, and we just, you know, you look at the, the our work around the contest throughout the game, it's just, we weren't there for it, um, and it, it felt like we were kind of... It, but the thing is, we did have the inside 50, um, the inside 50 stat, which is the is the one that is quite staggering from this game. Um, you know, they have three more. I think it ended up being three more inside 50s than Brisbane for the game, um, so it means that we were, we were just... We just couldn't enter with any um, any direction uh, as far as uh, actually making it um, a a good ball for our forwards to get onto. You know, it's it's um, and uh, you know Charlie Dixon's name's been banded around a bit this week because you know the, the one that needs to stand up and and look that is true. Um, Dixon does need to. You know, he, there's a couple of kicks he had that um, he missed and he leant back on it and you know Harris Andrews took the headlines. And rightly so, um, he was incredible. With his intercept marking, he kind of had, um, the the impact that we we've seen Atletia do to some uh, forwards already this year. Um, just it, the ability to get in front of the ball and spoil and all that stuff, and just dominate um, the opponent. Um, we kind of copped a little bit of that back to us the other day with um how good Harris Andrews was, and and um, but and the thing was with Dixon's games, he wasn't helped out by um anyone else. It was actually just a really um. Now, pathetic performance from the entire forward line. Um, even Robbie looked a bit out of it. Um, and he was he was um busting his gut, but you could just see when they gave away that fifty. Which are the just, the stand rule is still, it is the the game is really fun to watch this year. I won't I won't say that it's not completely without merit, but it's still just some of those decisions. Just when a player like starts to jog off their line and then. Balks back and Robbie just does the instinct thing and that's look that's what he does have to learn and that's what that, and you can see it when he slumped down and the once the 50 was given away he just went he knows why but it's just like one of those ridiculous things and it's just kind of that summed up the night he was busting his gut but then just a simple minor brain fade in the moment that isn't exactly his fault or anything like that but it's just what the rule is now it, it gives away a 50 and I think they gold from that one as well so that kind of just summed up the night for it for a lot of these guys that were there was a lot of gut-busting running, but you were just chasing ass all night and um, and, the, and the crucial key parts around the ball and the contest were just weren't there. And so then that means you are chasing all night and um, a lot of your uh, efforts go un, unwarranted, unseen, un, and justifiably so, because if your efforts are just chasing and putting the, you know, that's just the unfortunate part of footy is you're, you're measured by certain metrics and when you're getting beaten that badly, that's, um, there is a certain um, merit to, uh, how it's been, how it's been read and looked, and then there was a there was at one point I can't remember, was it I can't remember who it was in the center of the ground where there was a ball coming through, and it was kind of an opportunity that we could have broken open and were going through the guts of the field, and there was a mark to be taken, but two players just didn't talk, and it was an easy, easy mark, and it was uncontested. There was no Brisbane players within a few with Kui of these, but there was two ball players run into each other. The ball comes to ground, and then the, that time that they're messing around with the ball coming to ground, that gives the uh, opposition the chance to come in and grab the ball and. And that, again, summed up the night. Um, you know, just things like that happening. And I just remember yelling, talk, talk, at the TV. And I shouldn't, like, you You don't do that too often because you, you don't expect uh, these players at that level to um, have that kind of Benny Hill moment. But it just, it was that, that was just the night it was. Um, but yeah, I think I was talking about the inside 50s and then got distracted. But yeah, um, going back to, it was just the forward line, you know, um, certainly Dixon, um, you know the, the mark, but they the needs to be coming in a different way for him. You know, he needs to change the ways. I don't know what was going on, but again, I mean, the other night was just um, you know, not good for anyone. So I'm not gonna. The thing was that you know Dixon had a couple of shots on goal, missed them. Um, only took the one mark and um, and otherwise, but he should have had another one, another shot. But um, you know, he misses those ones. You know, one of them was those one of those kind of trademark misses, unfortunately, where he kind of. You know he's 35 out, slight angle or a bit of an angle, but not not one that certainly you know with some of the goals he can kick and has kicked at times. Um, I guess for a right footer it's a bit of a t- tougher one, but he he just he leans back on it. Um, he's he, that and we all we've all seen it. We know how he how he does it. Uh, he leans back and it doesn't just doesn't kick through the ball and kind of just and it, and uh it, it shanks. It's not the the worst kick in the world. It's just that they just shank because he's not going through the. The fundamental process to kick the kick the ball through, and um, you know when you when your opportunities are limited, those ones become that much more magnified. Unfortunately, and that's probably where some of the criticism has come. But um, I look, I back him to. I said the night I back him to kick a miracle one. Now, unfortunately, we just didn't get that many opportunities to do that. Um, but um, he'll come. He'll come. Good. I guess the worrying, the the unfortunate thing for me is when Dixon just didn't. You know, Georgiades and Marshall just couldn't get their hands on the ball in any meaningful fashion. You know, they they, they busted their gut as well, but again, it was just un, it was just um, those unmeasured metrics of running around and busting your gut because, you know, it's not good. They weren't getting much, um, you know, Georgiades couldn't take, you know, a couple of those big marks where he, he gets a shot and goal because there wasn't even the shot and goal. He couldn't get the big mark there, and he was running jumper, but there was never really an opportunity that I really saw that he missed. He just couldn't get, couldn't get a run on the ball, and... And that isn't that is that is a byproduct of the fact is it wasn't coming coming in well. Considering all those inside fifty entries, we just weren't. It was just wasn't coming in. That's the stark, probably the most worrying thing from the game. And but conversely, something that is very that gives a lot of um, you know video, hopefully for the coaching staff to work with this week as we lead into the showdown to look at why we had so many inside fifties and couldn't get um, you know a trio of Dixon Marshall and and um, um some decent looks. Like, you know, with that many inside 50 entries, you'd think even if they missed a bunch and there's just a, that they'd have had the looks, but they just didn't have the looks. It was just what didn't, um, they just didn't have that much look at the ball at all. So that's probably the biggest thing for the staff to look at is like how the ball was coming in and, and working out how to change that because the byproduct of that was that because those guys weren't even bringing it to ground, you know, Fantasia and Rosie and all those guys had quiet nights too. It was in, incredibly befuddling nights of of watching such a talented forward line. It's a, it's a forward line that I've talked up a lot the last few weeks, and I even said in the re- preview for this game that this is a great test for a forward line that's been just humming along nicely the last couple of weeks since we kind of figured out that the trio of Georgios, Marshall, and Dixon was working all right, and Fantasia and Rosie and, and Motlop and Gray were all picking up the pieces when the ball came to ground and everything was just working nicely. And, you know, the St Kilda game, there was a lot of goals for a lot of those guys. Um, whether it be in the air or the crumbs off the ground, with Fantasia's beautiful pick up for one of those goals and against St Kilda, but there was just none of that there. And you, know, you would have thought, just by percentage chance, that with all those inside fifties, that there would have been a few of those chances. And it's just mind boggling that it's just nothing happened. And, and and a lot, a lot of that's to do with um, you know, Harris Andrews had a great night, but he's just one man. There's just a if and it, but it is just the fact that we were. Having we're well, losing losing in the contest so badly in the midfield that the, some of those entries were just coming, they just weren't good entries. And um, so, the, as I said, the br- bright side of that, um, and, and not that there's ever you can truly have a bright side of a loss like that, but the thing that you could do at least get is a video. Um, you get eighty minutes of video of um, some a quite terrible effort, um, and then you can, so you have a lot to look through to work out where it was going wrong. Um, and I, and I trust that they're doing that. And, and, you know, these guys, um, they certainly know, um, from being out there kind of, they can, they can feel what's going wrong and feel and see it and know, um, even in the moment. And then sometimes in the moment when it's just snowballing against you within the game, even if you start, you know, what's going on, it's just, it's hard to actually, you know, stop that locomotive that's in motion, um, uh, particularly with Brisbane, we're a talented side and that's probably the flip side of it is they would they were just um incredibly effective. They were on their home deck, um they were you know, comfortable at home. Um and that's uh something we need to probably just mention as well is that um, you know, we did have the there was a four thirty flight, uh four thirty wake up call to fly up there early in the morning. Um some people have said oh you shouldn't do that again, but it is actually I don't think it's a Port Adelaide decision. I think it, it might be partly Port Adelaide and partly um, AFL advice as far as um, with the COVID stuff. They basically they don't want to stay in hotels overnight if if possible. I think um, I might be reading this wrong. And if everyone anyone listens to this and um, and knows the exact you know the uh, method- methodology behind it and why they make these decisions, but my understanding of it is that they don't want to with the Recent outbreaks and stuff in Western Australia and the issues that teams have had at times, just logistics of getting back and not having to quarantine all those things, um, I think they basically essentially want to keep themselves in a bubble when they're traveling as much as possible um, to avoid any, you know, you've, if anything happens, if they've just flown up for the game and they fly back, um, that mitigates... Any chances of those kind of things, if you stayed in a hotel for a day and then you were there and then they might have their quarantine, there might just start being some issues if an outbreak happened in Queensland as Port were up there, you know. So, I think that's the reason is basically traveling on the day is kind of just minimizes the chances of any issues with COVID if there, an outbreak happens. So, basically, um, being proactive uh, rather than reactive. And uh, look, I, I applaud that stance of it. Unfortunately, I think it does. Um, you know, affect port on the day. I mean, that is that's a long day by the time you have gotten up there. And look, we did it last year a few times, and and did it well. And uh, and I certainly don't think it's an excuse for the performance, but it is a um, it is part of the story um, of the day. And um, you know, I would be interesting to talk to the guys um, you know, candidly. About how they were feeling at that point of the day, because um, it's just a long, it's a long day. It's an untraditional day, um, as far as you know. Even the West Coast game, they got out, got out there the, that night before and had the day there. And I did have some questions about the fact that I think that you know they kind of do are just left to their own devices for a part of that day, and whether there needs to be a bit more um, um, structure to the day leading up to the game when you're away. But um, again, this Brisbane one was different again. So, um, but they get up there and. Um, have a just a long day, you know, on the plane long day and yeah, it's probably just not that much fun, um, as a player, um, to go through that. Um, certainly the game itself and all that. And I'm sure it's fun traveling just as far as the challenge goes as a player, but just the, those extra things like just the earlier wake up and all that kind of stuff. Um, you just throw make throw the day out of kilter a little bit. So who knows? No excuse. Um, it's still a loss on the board and, um, all teams are having to do this at times. Um, you know, Melbourne-based one's a little bit less, but you know that 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 is what it is. It's what we we know. We know the situation uh, year on year. In particular, COVID, every teams are all teams are having to do some some funny things at times, and we've just got to be. And if we want to be the, the the club that um, we feel we are, especially um, Premiership credentials in these next uh, couple of years, um, these are the things we have to um, embrace as challenges as part of that challenge to be that elite level. Uh that we wanna be so um while it's um it's certainly part of the story it's um still no excuse for the, the performance that was put up but um that's just it is just uh part of the story unfortunately it's the big one story that one of the stories that come out of the game as a as a byproduct of the loss and of the loss against a uh, kind of rival like that it was a story about isport a uh, flat track bully um and it was an interesting one um uh, because i think uh you know, it's 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 a relevant question to ask. Um, you know, I, I flat track bully is always a, a a an ironic statement for a team that's going good because it just means you know what does it what does it mean exactly? It means you're beaten up on on bad teams and uh, on on your when it's on your terms and then you get beaten when it's not. And you know, a lot of teams across the years have um, you know, had those kind of results the same way. And it was a uh, um. Article posted on the, the Port Adelaide True Believers page. I'm trying to work out who was written by. It, it says I think it was James Rose Warren behind the news. I don't know. It's um it was just as Port Adelaide True Believers reposted on the that, that True Believers Facebook page, and essentially went through some of the um kind of stats of teams that have you know that um have played in grand finals and won grand finals in years past and with their records against um the top eight. And uh, you know, there's, you know, Hawthorne went five and five in the home and away season against top eight rivals. Um, you know, Eagles did it the um the year later when they played um, when the Bulldogs won the twenty sixteen flag, they were just four and five against um their other finals teams. Um Collingwood in twenty eighteen, you know, they were that close to winning that one and they were one and seven. Um and then um uh where where are we looking? Um and twenty, yeah, Rich Richmond, um, last year were pretty good, but you know, in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen, was just you know kind of fifty running at fifty percent with ninety percent percentage. So, it's um, you know, you are going to lose games. I think um, and that's probably the the thing we've just got to accept. Unfortunately, is um, the nature of the loss um is alarming and is something that we can work on. And But um, that's the thing is that they're happening earlier in the season and we're, we've kind of looked – we're five and 5-2. And here's the thing, the other thing I was going to say. We're 5-2. and two. We're sitting in third. Um, we've got the third best percentage in the league still, which when you consider the, the nature of the two losses, and particularly the last one, um, it makes you realise that actually just other teams are getting beaten and, and having close games and, and are not smashing up on teams when they should either. You know, a lot of times it, we don't – you know, beat a team by as much as we think we should, you know, the story's like, oh, you know, other teams are doing it, but it's like, we actually are, um, right on trend with the rest of the league as far as, you know, when we, the percentage is healthy, um, and only second only to the Bulldogs have the most outstanding percentage, which is, um, you know, vastly helped by beating the kangaroos by 20 or 30 goals, (laughs) whatever it was, felt like, felt like 50 that day. Um, but you know they've got, and Melbourne obviously by being un, undefeated have um, got a reasonably healthy percentage as well uh, at the top of the table. But we're in third. Um, we're tied on points with Sydney uh, behind us, but eight percentage points back. But then those other three teams that I mentioned at the start of the podcast about that are in the that we're all um, expected to be in the premiership race right alongside us. Geelong, Richmond, and Brisbane are all a game back, um, four and three. All with similar percentages, um, but none, none of them better than ours. So you know, they've lost games that they weren't expected to. Um they're losing to better teams than them. Um Richmond got pretty handled pretty well by Melbourne in the second term last week and then they they themselves bounced back against the Bulldogs and you know, Geelong have had some rough the rough start of the season and then they've but they have found themselves at four and three now as well. And Brisbane as well, um, you know, where um Start of the season on two, I think, and then and then they come out and now they're four and three, and um you know and have had a good result against us, so I guess the story and what I'm trying to say here is that um we can't we've gotta just look at the results um as they are just single results if whether you lose by two points or you lose by fifty um you're still just um losing one game, and the awesome part about it is we're still five and two, we're still off to a great start to the season, and um. And we have a perfect opportunity to bounce back this week in the showdown, which is, you know, an incredible week for all of us, and certainly a nerve wracking week because it's, it's the rivalry and and all that stuff. But um, you know, just if there was, you know, not that there was anything extra needed for the showdown, but um, the impetus to go on, go on and um, and prove, you know, look at all those you know headlines and look at the things that are being the questions being asked about Port Adelaide and our and our football this year, you know. What a perfect opportunity to bounce back and show that um, we are far better than that effort that was put out against Brisbane. And that is the thing for me is that the effort against Brisbane was not um, you know, was not um, emblematic of what I have seen and what I know about Port Adelaide football. That was an aberration as far as our effort goes. And you know, the it just the the pressure wasn't there, the intensity wasn't there, um, and that was that was shown with the fact we got beaten up around the contest, and then. And then, um, obviously, well beaten on the scoreboard as well. And I guess that's the thing to look at is if if a lot of people looked at that game and said that's a, that's not the Port Adelaide we know. And that's 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 really your answer right there is that um, that isn't the Port Adelaide that we know and can see um, and have seen at times. And even you know we can look at Brisbane and West Coast and say well that's two away games, um, but there's two away games against teams that are um, you know West Coast on their home deck are well known for doing that to plenty of teams and. Um, you know, Brisbane at their best on their home deck with the, the way they've been going the last couple of years are a tough team to beat as well. Yeah, we want to be beating some, of We're getting some of those away wins soon. And hopefully that we do start to see some um, away wins this year against some quality opposition. But um, if your only losses are going to be against good teams on their home decks, then that's that's the one solace you can take is that um, you just have to accept teams just don't go through unbeaten that does do, doesn't happen even you know Essendon were so close back in 2000 but they still didn't do it um, that wasn't that was in probably even going just one loss is an aberration really um, most teams go through and have four or five losses for the year that win the Premiership um, it's just the way it is and apart from the real you know the really really good teams and even you know you know Geelong in um, two thousand and seven they rattled off that un- unbelievable run late in the year, but that was after they started two and three for the season. So um, you know, and that that was early in the season again. So you look, we're seven rounds in, we're five and two. There's an incredibly healthy record with a um, very healthy percentage. Um, it's a perfect platform to build on, considering you can say, look, we're, a, we're we're a third of the way into the season now, just about. And um, you know, we we couldn't have if we'd looked at. You could have looked at this and said, oh, Port, Port could be seven and zero if you're um, one-eyed," and I'm certainly of that ilk that we don't—we're not going to lose a game until we lose it. <laughs> but um, if you looked at the first seven rounds and saw that um, saw that some of the games we had, you know, against the reigning premiers, West Coast over there, Brisbane up in Brisbane, and and um, you know, you might have said we might drop one of those, um, hopefully only one, so you could say we're six and one, but maybe we'll drop a second one. And we're five and two. That's probably about where we could be, and, and that's where we are. Um, we did have a great result against Richmond, who are, you know, Richmond um, have had an up and down, and they're a team that can have those results sometimes. But when they're up for it, particularly against a good team, they're up for it. And um, they, uh, you know, we saw what they can do against the Bulldogs the other night when they ran over the top of them, at um, a previously undefeated side. So, you know, that win against Richmond uh, a few Friday nights ago um was an incre- was a very impressive win and we need to also remember that that we have had a good win against the reigning premiers and that there there is and that game was an, an incredibly hard fought hard fought battle um the contest was there the intensity was there the pressure was there so we can't do have that knowledge and that that experience and that vision of seeing Port Adelaide play that kind of football um so Going back and forth on this a lot in the last ten minutes of this review, um, but it really is just trying to find that that balance of um, trying to understand the result while also also not excusing it. Um, and that, that's, a, that's a tough thing to do as a fan because you do just want to say, "Well, that was shit," and that was that that was that was crap, and it was. But um, you also got to you've also if you beat yourself up over it over it over and over again, um, you're not going to do yourself any favors, nor are you going to do your your kind of support any favors because you're going to you know. I I I'm nervous enough going into games, and um and I you know I I do try to find now that um you know whether it's age and experience of just knowing my team is going to lose at times you know, uh, you know thirty three I've seen them lose plenty of times and my other sporting sporting teams around the world that I follow all of them lose. Um, you know they 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 hopefully win a lot of games and they they rarely win you know the the championship at the end of the season. So the thing is you've got to get find a way to accept losses and work out how to get through them and the lessons you can learn from them. And I think that's the thing from Brisbane. Um, there's just a whole lot of lessons from that result because there's not much to take out of it as far as what we did right. So then that's the only thing you can do is um. Yeah, you can you can write it off. as And look, I think we've got to write it off, off as an aberration. I think hopefully the, the boys are doing that as well. But with the context of saying, okay, we need to actually watch it and work out what we did wrong. Um, and that's, that's the only thing we can do from it is um, hope that that is what it is, that we'll look back and go, okay, that was the worst game of the season. Um, and I think um, a lot of the metrics of how the game went as far as our low scoring... Um, just how out of the contest we were, the inside fifties, um, and the, uh, scoreboard, excuse me, I was just, um, thought I was going to sneeze there for a second, but, um, the scoreboard, um, a lot of it harkened back to the Geelong game last year, as far as just how well beaten we were. Um, and you know, that Geelong game at the time uh, last year felt like such an, um, a downer as well. And, an ab- and, 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 ab- and we, but we all hoped it was an aberration and it indeed proved to be, um. And then later in the year, when we came up against Geelong in the finals, we played them completely differently. At home helped obviously, but um, you know we we worked out some of the things we, we you know we used that, and that's that is something we can um, hold out you know hold on to our hats about two um, you know that Geelong last year uh, provided two very different games, and um, you know that's the hope that you know because uh, there's a higher likelihood we see Brisbane. Um, you know, in the in the business end of the season, um, particularly, um, you know, while I mentioned they've had a rough start to year too, but with the how good they look the other night, look their 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 side is, um, you know, uh, if they keep bringing that and um and can write their season as they look to be doing after the disappointing first couple of weeks for them, they're riding their season the right way at the moment, and um you know if they uh, continue that, then they'll certainly be at the pointy end of the season as well, and. Um, so that's what we've got um, in our bank now. At the very least, is um, a roadmap to what not to do because we've we've they've beaten us um, what three years in a row now? Is it four games in a row? Um, and very kind of very similar low scoring fashion um, that we're on our end. And so there is there is something there that we need to figure out. And, um, you could call them a bit of a bogey side at the moment, probably more than any really, um, as far as just the the consistency of result against them. So. Um, but you know that's a challenge for us, and that's what uh, football is, and that's what a football season is—is is it's, is it's a series of challenges, and we've just um, added another one to our bow. Um, we can put it in the back pocket for a while because we're not going to face them for a while again. But we've got to look at it and um, and figure out what we're doing wrong there, and um, and and complete. And there's going to be it's going to be a fun week for coaches when we come up against Brisbane again because it's a genuine challenge now. Um, they do have the wood on us, and I'm look. I've, that's what you've got to say as a fan is when a team is consistently doing the same thing to you. You've just got to accept that that's what the situation is, but um embrace the challenge, I guess. As as Hinkley always says, it's just um that's what we've got to do now is um you know, look at it and you know, we don't look, I'd love to be winning every game by 10 goals and go through a season undefeated and win the premiership in that fashion, but the reality is it's not going to happen. We're going to have challenges along the way. We're going to have losses along the way, and it's how we respond to them and and embrace them as well, um, you know, in the moment, losses suck, and, you know, the other night, I was you know, had a few beers, and just kind of sat there, and had to mull over it for a while, and, but, you know, with a, you know, a bit of hindsight, and um, and it still just, it sucks, I don't want to lose them, but you've just got to, once the deed has been done, um, you've just got to move forward, and find whatever you can out of it, and, um, yeah, while there's not much to take out of the night itself, there's stuff to take forward, and learn from the next armies. Um, you know, that we face these guys, and and both when we uh maybe just going into away trips in the future now. Um, you know, we've got to gonna have a few to Melbourne and um going up to, you know Gold Coast in a few weeks, and um you know just to, those little away trips. Um, obviously, then maybe while they're not uh, some of these away trips coming up won't be on the level of Brisbane and West Coast, but we've got to not let that you know because they could be that if we if we go up there with the same kind of attitude so we've got to find out what we're doing wrong in those in the in the in the intensity of these away trips and and manage that and then and then move forward so yeah an unfortunate result um not much more to say about it um my coffee is sitting here and probably i need to drink it before it gets cold but um yeah really a um a review that was tough to do because i didn't there was wasn't much for me to glean from that apart from just that we got soundly beaten and we need to respond from that. But just trying to find some balance and uh and, and just uh understand that the world isn't completely imploding after every after every loss, even though I usually feel that way on the night. Um but um that's the kind of thing we have to do is find the find the uh even if it's not finding the positives exactly find the find the lessons we can take from it and work out where we're where we're moving forward and what the team is and and understand that that we also do have some pretty good um evidence that the sport team is a lot better um than the this than what we saw on Saturday night. And um yeah, the response will be this week. We'll see what happens. But um so yeah. It's a big week coming up. Um where we throw in an extra podcast. Um, the Adelaide review will come um late Thursday, early Friday. Adelaide preview, sorry. Um not a time traveller. won't be a review pre-game, um, but no, we'll, we'll be the preview for that one late Thursday, early Friday, and I'll be doing a um, just a recording about uh, kind of the prison bars debate and all that stuff um, at some point this week as well. That might come before or after that one, so uh, I might record them at the same time and release them at a similar time as well, so um, that's coming as well. I'm going to try and start just sprinkling in some other podcasts about just general things that happen around Port Adelaide beyond the just um, previews and reviews, but that's just what I've had the time for. Um, so yeah um, thanks for listening I know that it was really just um, more like a therapy session and I'm not sure if we got any results out of it really at all <laughs> as far as the therapeutic nature of the podcast but um, yeah appreciate you listening as always um, whoever out there is um, rate, review and subscribe and do all that stuff with the Apple um, or Spotify wherever you are whatever uh, metric it gives you to will be able to review and rate or whatever do that and that'll be great because it does help get the podcast out there um, should probably do that at the start of the podcast too rather than right at the end when you've already probably stopped listening but hey is what it is um, yeah unfortunately a port loss but um, we'll bounce back this week count the pair